This episode of the Oz Movie Geek podcast is sponsored by Kix. Kix is an online film and television retailer specializing in the latest Sony, Universal, and Paramount films and television shows. You can use the exclusive code OZGEEK15 to receive 15% off your order. Thank you to the wonderful team at Kix. Now to the review. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek podcast. I'm your host, Pato. Today I'll be doing a review of the Bob's Burgers movie, a film that I was actually quite anticipating. I was looking forward to this film for a number of reasons. The main one being that I actually am a huge Bob's Burgers fan. Uh, I came to the show a little late. Uh, It was about 2015, 2016 when I first started to sit down to watch it properly, episodes back to back. Uh, I'd seen the odd episode here and there and was able to connect, you know, certain references and I thought that a few of the characters were quite quirky and fun, but it wasn't until I sat down and watched it properly that I understood the nuance behind a lot of the humour. I respected the writing team a lot more um, because I was able to connect to the irreverent humour that, that I guess makes up the show. I, I really love... Uh, you know, the improv style that John H. Benjamin brings or H. John Benjamin, uh, sorry about that, H. John. Um, but I, I'm i a big fan of the way that he uh, brings humour to the various shows that he works on. Big fan of Archer as well, but I think as in, in terms of, uh, you know, if I had to choose one, Bob's Burgers or Archer, I'd definitely go on Bob's Burgers. I just love the makeup of the Belcher family. I think they're really entertaining. Louise is great. Tina may be one of the funniest characters of all time on animated television. Uh, Linda's fantastic. Jean, um, you know, I, I love them all. And I, I really like the way that the characters interact with one another. And it, it's been a strong suit uh, of the show for quite some time. And I was incredibly impressed with the how Disney handled the release of this film. I honestly thought that when they purchased, uh, when, when, when they purchased Fox, that this film, which was already in production, was just going to fall by the wayside. I honestly didn't think that it was going to get a theatrical run, and I, I'm so happy to see that it actually did. Uh, there were quite a few people in my cinema. Um, I think there were, were about 18 people, 19 people. Um, you know, on a midday on a Saturday afternoon in a small regional town, I, I think that's pretty good. So I, I'm glad that people are actually going out to see it. Hopefully that gives Disney the broad idea that we do need a Simpsons movie too and maybe that's where the Simpsons should call it a day. Uh, But I would really like to see something happen here. I would love this film to be moderately successful. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a a huge success, but I I think it definitely deserves uh, any success that comes its way because I found this film to be wonderful, Uh, just incredibly entertaining. Uh, The... the Humor remains intact. The characters remain intact. Uh, the story is a lot of fun. Um, it takes a few twists and turns. The musical element that they add to it, which is a hallmark of Bob's Burgers, uh, I just found it all to be so entertaining. And I, I just left the cinema with a huge smile on my face. My partner and I were laughing, you know, most of the way through. We just had a really good time with this one, and I'm really happy that. Like I said, that Disney had the balls to actually release this one in cinemas because it would have been so easy for them to put it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's their platform for this sort of content, which is completely fine. And I honestly thought that it would have just been a Disney Plus exclusive. But 
nevertheless, here we are, and the film got a theatrical run. So I'm a happy customer, and I'm here to t- today to talk about it. I won't go into too many spoilers. We'll keep the review light and breezy and relatively quick. But I just want to talk about this film because it, it deserves the attention. It, it's such an entertaining uh, film. It, it's such a great time at the cinemas. So without further ado, let's just get stuck into this one. Take it away, trailer. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Dad, I don't want to stop your flow, but can you pass the peel off? Oh, God. That's butter. You know what? Butter's better. You have seven days to make your payment. Seven? It's gonna be okay, Bob. Happy, mm. hopeful, mm. kissy lips. Scott, please. Oh! oh my God. Louise, don't go down there. It's dangerous. Ah! Did you mean to wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole? Because if so, you nailed it. Yes, it all went great. Is this the police? I'd like to report on oh. a thing happened. What do we do? Ideas, go. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, what's this thing? No, no, no. Ah! I'm so nervous. I know. Can you believe it? Ta-da! Uh-oh. Oh, no! This is getting awkward. Son of a butt! Mm, that feels nice. I know, I know. Don't rub my sesame seeds off. I won't, don't worry. They're a cute couple. Eh, I give them a year. So Bob's Burgers, the movie, was directed by series creator Lauren Bouchard, starring H. John Benjamin, Kristen Schaal, Dan Mintz, John Roberts, Eugene Merman, uh, David Wayne, and the guest cast of Zach Galifianakis, Kevin Klein, Gary Cole, uh, series regulars, but ones that haven't been, um, I guess on the show all the time. They're not in every single episode, but they're they're season uh, or series regulars. Uh, the film follows the Belchers, who try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. I guess the premise here is that a sinkhole has opened up the front of the Bob's Burgers uh, shop front, and it unearths a decades-long mystery, the death of a carny, uh, as Louise finds the bones there. And it looks like Mr. Fish Odor is being framed for the crime. So the kids are off there looking to see who did it while Bob tries to sell some burgers uh, along Wonder Wharf. That's the general premise. It's very basic. It is essentially a elongated version of a Bob's Burgers episode. And I saw some people complaining about that on Twitter. And I was like, what did you expect? Uh, it, what, what were you expecting? Did, did you want it to be, you know, a completely different tone, completely different to the show? If so, you're not a Bob's Burgers fan, so why are you even watching this film? Uh, we have a look at films, you know, like uh, the Simpsons movie or the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. You know, th- these are elongated versions of, of those TV shows. That's exactly what they are. And that's completely fine because it's what the fans want. Uh, I I was incredibly pleased that they decided to do that. It just felt like it was watching a slyly 
a slightly tweaked um, version of Bob's Burgers in in terms of the animation style. Uh, the animation here is a lot more crisp. Uh, it, it's enhanced for the big screen, which is what you expect. Uh, I, I found the film to be just really entertaining. I thought the animation itself was actually quite beautiful. There's some really interesting um, shots here. Uh, some of the way that they frame certain sequences. I just thought it was really tastefully done and it looked really good. I know that it's all digitally done now, but it's all based on hand-drawn animation of these characters. And the fact that a 2D animated film is being released in cinemas in 2022 by Disney, of all people, I just find that to be really refreshing. And I'm really happy that they did give this a theatrical run, like I said. Uh, the characters here are all intact. Um one noticeable change, though, is that Mickey was not voiced by Bill Hader in this film. Um, I'm yet to find anything here to say why that is the case. Uh, potentially, Bill Hader's a little busy with Barry. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but I was a little disappointed because I'm a huge, huge Bill Hader fan. And I love the character of Mickey. But, um, you know, seeing Jordan Peele and... Um, uh, you know, Brian Husky and, uh, you know, Stephanie Beatrice, you know, re season regulars of, of this show. Like, it was really cool to see them all return here. Um, and I guess it shows the faith that a lot of these uh, actors really do have in the content as well. Lauren Bouchard's done such a good job with Bob's Burgers because in terms of uh, continuity um, with the Bob's Burgers brand, it, it just remained relatively consistent season to season. Uh I guess the biggest drop-off in quality we've ever seen is with, you know, like, I guess, The Simpsons. It, it's the it's the basic one. It's the one that we all go to. After those first 10 seasons of The Simpsons, you see a noticeable drop-off in quality and then fluctuations in quality from season to season. Now, that's not to say that there's not good episodes in The Simpsons within there, but we just see a, a, a very distinct change in quality. And... Bob's Burgers hasn't experienced that. Bob's Burgers has been consistent all the way through. And I, you know, like that. there's lulls in episodes like there is in every show, but it's really good to see that, you know, the creative team haven't lost that edge because The Simpsons from those first 10 seasons to where we're at now, it feels like a completely different show. I understand that it's evolved over time, but the humour does not even remotely uh, feel the same anymore and Bob's Burgers hasn't gone through that yet which is a good thing I I think that's that that's a testament to the creative team behind this show and like I said seeing the big stars that lend their voices to some of these characters I guess shows the the love they have for the material I think they understand it as well uh and that, that comes through especially Kevin Klein I've always loved Mr. Fishoder he's such a good character and Kevin Klein's voice that he lends to it. He understands it and understands the comedy, which I don't want to sound ageist or or anything there. I'm not going down that road. But if we go to the Chevy Chase, uh, Dan Harmon um, classic scenario. So for those who don't know, uh, Chevy Chase is a monstrous asshole on the sets of everything that he's ever done uh, and has made quite a few enemies in the business. So when he worked on the set of Community, him and Dan Harmon absolutely hated each other to the point that Dan Harmon fired Chevy Chase, uh, which led to a drunken phone call, which you can hear on YouTube. It's quite hilarious and also kind of sad. Uh, but essentially, Chevy Chase didn't understand the product that he was in. He didn't understand the humor, didn't understand what was funny about it, uh, which kind of works for the character. Um, I've always found that to be really funny um, in 
when you know that and you go back and watch community because you're listening to it and you're like, Chevy Chase doesn't understand what's funny um, and that's kind of funny in itself. Um, but it's really interesting when you see certain comedic actors lend their voices or let, lend their comedic talents to a, a project when they do understand what they're doing. They understand what's funny about it and they really get it. Uh, another show which I've finished for about the four billionth time is Arrested Development. Now compare Chevy Chase's uh, performance from that uh, to the performance that we get um, from Jeffrey Tambor. And I'm just comparing them in terms of the age of the actors. Uh, Arrested Development isn't funny on the surface. It's what's funny underneath. Um, and don't get me wrong, what's on the surface is still really funny. But what I'm saying is that the the genius in the writing for Arrested Development comes from within. And all of the actors on that show completely understand what is funny about the show, why it's so clever. And because their understanding's there, the content shines through and it's fantastic. And I think when going back to Kevin Klein and Mr. Fishoder and, and actors like Kevin Klein, Zach Galliafanakis, these actors lending their voices to Bob's Burgers, they understand the irreverence of what's going on. They understand the absurd situations and what makes it funny. And that's, that, that's the genius of the show. And that's why it is so, so good. And that's why it's so entertaining. And I, I just think that that old school Hollywood generation of actor, you could have the Chevy Chases, but you can have the Kevin Kleins. I think you need to respect um, the material, understand that where the creatives are coming from. And Kevin Klein has utter respect for the Bob's Burgers writers. You can tell from the delivery of his lines, he understands completely what is going on, what's funny about it. Compare that to Chevy Chase and what happened with Community. It's just really interesting seeing that generation of Hollywood actor and just the, the difference between them. You've got Jeffrey Tambor as well. Jeffrey Tambor apparently is a bit of an asshole too. But in terms of what he delivered on the set of Arrested Development, it's one of the funniest performances in living memory. So I think that that's really interesting. And I, I really love the respect that these Hollywood actors have for the material because it makes for such an entertaining show. Uh, like I said, the animation's really fun. The way that the characters split off, so we've got the kids going on their adventure and then Bob, Teddy and Linda going on their adventure... They're both really fun, but I feel like Bob's story is very much been there, done that. Like I said, that's a good thing, but in terms of the interest that you have for the story, the kid's storyline is, is the best part of the of the film. And I think that going back to, you know, the divide, um, you, you've got to split these characters up because you have them all together. They don't work together. You need them split up because that's what makes the show entertaining. And I think they do a really good job that they decided to split them up the way that they did. The kids work well together. You know, the balance of Tina, Louise and Jean, it just works really well together. It always has. And then we have Linda, um, Bob and Teddy because they work well together in the show. So why wouldn't they work well together in a film? I really love that decision. But I feel like uh, H. John Benjamin isn't given enough to do in this film. That's probably my only gripe. I wish there was a little more Bob. Uh, a bit of more of Bob's internal crisis, um, a bit more of Bob's cynicism, a, a bit more of that would have been fun because we have Linda's hopeless optimism um, mixed in with Bob's cynicism and it, it makes a, a really good balance. And that's when the show's at its best sometimes is when, when those scenes collide. And I really always have loved that. Um, and I think that's when the film's at its str strongest point as well. Uh, I found the mystery itself to be quite engaging. It was quite fun. 
Um, I, I love the idea that it was kind of set to a whodunit murder mystery. That was really fun and a really good idea. Um, and it doesn't feel bigger than what a Bob's Burgers episode would, which is good because it doesn't mix up or mess up that continuity. It makes it feel like it is, you know, like I said, a long and gated episode. It's a part of the show. It's a part of the, the structure of the show. And I really love that. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, overall, guys, this is a really fun film. Uh, one of the best times I've had in a cinema this year. And one of the best animated films I've probably seen in the last two years. I, I just really love this one. And I hope you guys like it too. I, I highly recommend you go out and check it out on, on the big screen. Go and support this one. It definitely deserves your time. I'm going to recommend this one. Um, like I've been doing, I haven't been giving ratings and I'm going to stick by my guns. Uh, definitely go and check this one out, guys, because I feel like you'll have a really good time that brings this episode to a close. A nice short one for you guys. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you check out my other reviews that I've done recently. Checking out Chip and Dale, um, Moonfall, a bunch of stuff I've checked out. So go and have a look at those episodes. I was going to do an episode on part one of Stranger Things, but I'm going to wait to the show's conclusion. Same with Obi-Wan. I'm not going to review the first couple of episodes. I'm going to wait till the show's completely done and cover it all together um, that way I can talk about spoilers and we can go through all of that. So look forward to those reviews when they do come out. Make sure you rate the podcast down below. Subscribe as well so you don't miss another episode. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, message me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OzMovieGeek. You can also message me on Gmail if you would like to, uh, OzMovieGeek at gmail.com. That's OzMovieGeek at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really love your support and I really love doing this. So look forward to more content coming at you very shortly. But until next time, peace out.